0: I had a life-changing glitch in the Matrix happen to me back in the late 90s. Though, at the time, I had no idea what a glitch in the Matrix was, and I had to just accept that this event was something beyond my understanding. At the time, I thought I had witnessed some kind of real-time act of God, and maybe that's what it was, or that's what glitches are, but... This was something that messed with my mind for a long time after it happened. Maybe someone else will have an answer for whether this was a glitch or some kind of mental phenomenon, or maybe I'll just be told that I'm actually crazy. Who knows? There was nothing about the day that made me think anything was out of the ordinary, or that anything would happen. It started out normal enough, and I didn't have any weird feelings about anything. At this point, I didn't have a car and was still living with my parents because I was 17. It was also during the summer, so I was home by myself all day with the only exception being when I would walk to my friend's house or to the local convenience store for soda, or something like that, which is exactly what I decided to do on this day. On the way to the store, there is one intersection that is a four-way stop, complete with the overhead blinking red light that indicates that you're supposed to stop and wait. However, for some reason unknown to me, people like to completely ignore the lights and just fly through the intersection without making sure that there's nobody else on the road. What's worse is that, during the nicer weather seasons, it can be a pretty busy crossing you get a lot of people out for a walk or a run crossing it because it's close to a park. The glitch actually happened when I was walking to the store and at this specific intersection. I'm typically pretty careful about crossing here for the reasons I mentioned above, and when I went to cross the road, I was certain that there were no cars coming from any direction. I looked both left and right, and then up and down the street to make certain that it was safe to cross. Once I was satisfied that I could cross safely, I stepped into the crosswalk. No sooner than I step into the crosswalk do I hear somebody shout, Watch out! in my direction. This was also the exact moment where things got really, really strange for me. I hear the person yell, Watch out! I turned to look in the direction that I think the voice came from, but there was nobody there. In fact, there was no one around me at all. It was actually pretty dead on the intersection that day. As I turned to look for whoever shouted that, I look and see a car flying down the road in my direction. He was going too fast, and it seemed like he wasn't paying enough attention to the intersection much like a lot of the idiots who drove through there did. Again, I know for a fact there were no cars coming at me from any direction. I checked. The road is incredibly flat you can see in all directions for a good distance. Much more distance than what you would need to be able to react to a car heading in your direction, and there were zero cars at all on the road that I could see when I started crossing. Yet, here I was. Standing in the middle of the road and staring at a car being driven by some punk that was blowing through the light and not paying attention, and was pretty much on a collision course with me. What's really weird though is how everything kind of felt like it was in slow motion. I say that he was speeding down the road, and I knew he was, but it was also like everything had slowed down and I was seeing it play out at 10% speed. I was standing there... This car zooming towards me, but I was seeing it play out at a much slower pace. I had enough time to stand there and notice all the details about his car. It was a small, Ford sedan. Four doors. I saw a dent in the hood, the peeling paint on the roof. I saw that one of his wheels was missing a hubcap, and I could even see the driver of the car as he just stared blankly at the road in front of him. But yet he wasn't reacting to me in the road. I have no idea why I didn't try to move or get out of the way of this car. It was almost like I couldn't, or like I wasn't supposed to. Then, at the exact second that the collision would have happened, I instinctively cringed, and closed my eyes, and basically braced myself for what would likely kill me. But then, nothing happened and when I opened my eyes, it was as if I had just blinked and was back on the sidewalk. I wasn't braced for impact anymore, I wasn't feeling scared, I was just on one of the sides of the intersection about to cross to the other, where the convenience store was. The big difference when I came back to was that there were a number of people walking around on the sidewalk, and there were cars driving on the road all stopping normally and respecting the four-way stop. It took me a moment to really recollect what had happened, but as I was crossing the road, it re-clicked that I should have been hit by that car. I should have been dead. And I have no idea how everything had reset. So, that's my glitch experience. I have no idea what the hell happened other than I didn't die. I reset and nothing else changed. I'm not sure if this was quantum immortality or if this was something else, but it messed me up mentally once it all set in. Since that day, I've been way more appreciative of every day of my life, which may sound stupid or weird to some, but part of me feels like this could have been a second chance. And I'm not one to take a blessing like that for granted. Like I said, I have no idea if this was some kind of guardian angel, or a deity of some sort, saving my life by resetting me, or if I just shifted from one existence to another, but nothing else really changed, so I don't know. It was crazy to me, and I know that I sound crazy trying to retell this event, but I also feel it's best to just get it out there. Hopefully someone has answers, and if not… Hopefully someone enjoys it. Hey, Raven. I love your storytelling. Been listening to your channel for a while. I've had my fair share of glitches, but this one stood out and I thought I would share. I don't know if this story will be allowed, but anyways. Me and my old friend, I'll call her S., we're driving home after picking up over $2,000 of weed. I was stupidly giving her a lift home just past my house, before dropping it off at my place. It's not far, so I risked it. We were driving down this bend on top of a hill with heaps of traffic piled up, and we both looked down the hill to see what looked like cops or construction workers parting the traffic. People standing on the road traffic cones, and one of those big light up signs directing traffic. I said, oh crap, is that the cops? S said, "Uh, I don't know man. They were like 700 meters away at the bottom of the hill. There was no exit between where the cops were and where we were, so I was slowly driving forward awaiting my fate with a car that stunk of weed. If you'd stood a meter away from the car, you would have smelt it. Anyways, as we were moving around the corner, the cars in front of us and trees beside us now blocked our view of the bottom of the hill. As we're slowly making our way through the traffic, my heart is pounding, and I was panicking. I was just about to either get in a lot of trouble, or potentially get jail time. Weed is illegal where I'm from. As we drove further down the hill, the traffic moved away from blocking our vision of the bottom of the hill, and no one was there. No construction workers, no cops, it's like there was no one there to begin with. I was like, oh, never mind, I guess that must have all been in my head, and went to brush it off when S said to me, no, but man, I saw it too. We talked about it the rest of the drive home, trying to work out what had just happened. I'm pretty sure there's now an alternate reality version of me that's probably in jail right now. Another weird thing about the story, I tried to talk to a friend about this story and it was like they couldn't listen to the story. I have a couple of friends who love conspiracies and I thought they would be super excited to hear about my glitch story. But when I told them, it was like they just couldn't hear it. Like, they didn't respond to what I said, and they changed the subject straight away. I would even say after they finished talking, like, yeah, that that's great, but did you hear what I said? I experienced this crazy glitch. And they just kind of looked at me blankly and changed the subject again. I told a few others, and it just seemed like no one really cared or responded. I guess maybe it's just a boring story, though. <laughs> Today, me and my friends went to Carl's Jr. after school for some food. My friends and I are 16-17 to by the way, this isn't a childhood story technically, and I needed to use the restroom. So, after we all ordered, I went to the bathroom and did my business, and when I first walked into the small bathroom with the two stalls, a lady who was washing her hands complimented my shoes. I said thanks and she left the bathroom after that. When I exited the bathrooms and walked over to where my friends sat, I mentioned the lady and the compliment that she gave me. I was wearing some wacky shoes, so it was notable. They all proceeded to say that no one left the bathrooms, which makes sense as there was no one else in the restaurant at the time, and this lady had a pink shirt on and was not an employee. One of my friends gets up and goes to the bathroom to check for the woman, to no avail, but they did say that they experienced some oddities, like the music and the smell being off. I then get up to investigate for myself and walk into the bathroom again and look around. I couldn't have spent more than a minute in there, and I didn't notice anything amiss. I walk over to my friends and they ask what took so long. Apparently, I was gone for ten minutes. I get confused and say that I only spent a minute in the bathroom looking for that woman, and all my friends proceed to get more confused, and tell me that I didn't tell them about a woman of any sort. At first I thought they were joking. I told them to quit it and give it to me straight. They then gave evidence of me spending ten minutes in the bathroom, and they kept to their story. Even many hours later now, they haven't caved which is a very impressive bit, or they are being truthful. I believe the latter, because my friends know very well that I got distressed over this, and one of my friends started doing their own research into what was happening too. None of my friends are good at lying. They have huge tells and crack after very little effort. Needless to say, the entire situation was odd, and I'm not entirely sure what exactly happened. The lady disappeared, my friends acted entirely different, and I lost time. Howdy, Raven. I have a couple of short ones that, until recently, just thought of them as things that happen to people. A little set up to the two stories- it was in 99, and I was living with 11 roommates because we were all too poor to get into any place on our own. Our landlord didn't care, as long as the rent came in and we took care of the place. It was a three-bedroom house, and three of us shared one of the upstairs bedroom. We had two queen-sized beds in this one room, and all of our stuff was sectioned off from each other. What this means is that it was hard to lose things with our organization. Story 1. So, my buddy had gotten into a program at college that he'd been hoping for, and I had just gotten a new job doing security. So, we had reasons to celebrate. Thinking we wanted something to commemorate our success, we decided to buy Zippo lighters. These, at this time, in my group were seen as an extravagant thing to have. So, we went to the local smoke shop and looked for the ones that we wanted. He found one that looked like a pack of cigarettes and was orange with nails in it. I think it was from some movie. I bought one that had Betty Page on it. That was grey except for the picture. I had a class in college that had talked about how she had been exploited and I knew that all of the recent merch being sold was supposed to go to taking care of her in her old age. It is important to note that these were distinctly different. We went home and promptly one of us lost one. I can't remember who it happened to first, but this was the start of an odd cycle. We both could not have our lighters at the same time. When one of us lost one lighter the other one would find theirs. It was like the lighters shared the same code in the game, and when one asset was being used, the other had to disappear. I know that this sounds weird, but when that buddy moved out to his own place, he found nails and I lost Betty, only to have this reversed a few days later when I found Betty. These lighters were not even in the same house anymore and were still swapping places. We bought these from the same store at the same time, and after bringing them home, they were never in the same place at the same time ever again. I never really thought of this as a glitch until recently. I just figured it was something strange that happened in a house full of roommates. Story 2 While living in the same house, I would misplace stuff all of the time. I never thought about it too much because, with that many people living together… It was bound to happen. What ended up being strange was that I would find things I thought I had lost before moving in. I left home in kind of a hurry. I didn't take all my stuff, just my clothes and a box of comic books. I would lose a shirt, only to find a toy from my childhood. This would happen often enough that people gave a name to the entity that would do this. Pockets. This, Pockets would take something of mine only to leave something of mine in return. I never thought of this as a glitch until recently. I moved a lot growing up. I went to five different high schools in three years. I averaged moving at least once every two years. Not small moves either, but states. The shortest took two days of travel. What I mean to say is that, maybe whenever my inventory was checked... It was out of date or something, and then they would try to correct it. This would then leave an old item in place of a newer one. I realized this when it hadn't happened in a while. I've lived in the same general area for many years now, so maybe my inventory has finally caught up. Either way, thank you for your time, and I hope that these qualify as glitches. Hello, Reddit. I've been quietly biding my time and waiting for my glitch. Everything I'm about to describe came to light about 30 minutes ago, when I, 49, female, drove to my parents, 75 female and 78 male, home to check on my dad. He was in the ER with chest pains earlier today and had been discharged. Onto the glitch. My parents do not use Reddit, and do not know about glitches and matrices. After the dust settled on Is Dad Okay?, my mom presented me with an envelope that was in their mailbox this week, with my writing on it. There's no debate. This is my writing, and exactly how I would address cards to my parents, front and back, including Shirley Temple stamps for my mom. Glitch 1. Postmark is from July 2016, Los Angeles. That tracks with where I lived in July of 2016, but how did it take six and a half years to get to my parents' mailbox? Reasonable answer. The card was possibly stuck in a postal bin or inside my parents' mailbox for six and a half years. Okay, then riddle me this part. Glitch 2. Yes, it's my handwriting on the envelope, but the card inside is a card that I have never seen, and based on the pop culture references on the card, is not a card that I would send. The message inside the card is in my aunt's handwriting with her signature. Yes, the card that's been in transit for six and a half years is from my mom's sister, yet addressed and sent by me. Possible explanation... My uncle, aunt's husband, my mom's brother-in-law, and my favorite uncle, could have handed it off to me for mailing when he passed through LA. This explanation isn't totally wild, because he travels a lot, and we always find a dinner together, whatever locale he's passing through. However, I have zero recollection of us getting together during my seven years in LA, nor any sort of card handoff, nor any prior card handoff that seems like this. Plus, why would my aunt in Georgia give her husband a card to give to me in California to mail to my mother in Virginia? So, Reddit, how did my mom receive a -a six-and-a-half-year-old card mailed in my writing, but from her sister, on a day when my dad was in the hospital for a near-death experience? Also, I just noticed that the happy birthday mom makes no sense. My mom's birthday is in November. Postmarks are July of 2016. So, this birthday wish is eight months late? This happened to me a few years ago. I was diagnosed bipolar a few years prior to this incident, and this happened during a hypomanic state I was in, so it could have been a delusion, but it still bugs me to this day. Some context. My buddy and I used to go with old work friends for wings and maybe pool every second Friday. This particular Friday, we had a nice big crew for wings, and everyone was down for pool afterwards. So we get to the pool hall, I get two tables while everyone is smoking outside. Now, I knew I was in a hypomanic state, since I was in an elevated mood and my mind was racing with thoughts. So, at times, I was distracted with my thoughts and not really paying attention. Now, for the glitch. I'm playing a game with this guy nicknamed Spike. We're well into the game and Spike is going for a corner shot with the cue ball from across the table. I'm distracted with my thoughts at this time but I tune in as he's taking the shot and I believe I see him sink the shot. But when I look up from the table and look at Spike, he was still taking the shot and he ends up missing the cue ball completely whiffing it. It almost is like I saw a parallel universe where he made the shot but the universe that I'm actually in... He missed. Like I said, before turning back in from my racing mind, I may have imagined the shot, and I know that it wasn't a following shot since the table reset from what I thought I saw. As for me being bipolar, I'm medicated now and in a more stable condition. I learned to accept it since I thought my initial diagnosis was BS. There's still some things during manic and hypomanic episodes... That I remember that I should let go, but how vivid certain details are, it's hard to forget. This happened 24 years ago, in the year 1999. I completely forgot about this incident until I read a reddit post very similar to my own experience, and it jogged my memory. This will be a long story, but I would really appreciate your comments as to what actually happened that day. To those of you who read to the end, I thank you in advance. I was home from college for the summer visiting my family. One day, I asked my mom to borrow her car so I could go visit my friends who stayed at the dorm during summer vacation. She said that I could have it, but I needed to be home before 10am the next morning. ...because she needed the car the next day. My college was about an hour's drive from my house on a good day. Some friends of mine would make it in 45 minutes. The fastest driving time I had heard of was 35 minutes. Late at night, no traffic and driving like the wind. I got to my friend's house, our dorm residence, in the early evening... ...and we decided to drive down to a nearby casino. About 30 minutes drive to pass the night... We were a group of about five two of my roommates, two other friends from our dorm, and myself. We had a great time playing on the quarter slot machines. Once we all were tired and were ready to leave, we head to the lobby doors and realize it's early morning, around 5 a.m., and it's pouring rain. It was raining so hard that we could barely see the first row of parked cars just in front of the lobby. We waited for about 30 minutes or so for the rain to slow to a drizzle, so that we could drive home and made the 30 minute drive without incident. When we got to the dorm, it was around 6 in the morning, and the rain was pouring down again, so I resolved to wait it out as long as I could. I still had to return the car to my mom and had at least an hour's drive, if not longer, due to the weather. When I left the dorm, it was 7 a.m. One of my roommates stayed up with me until I left, and we both noted the time as I was leaving. I got to my car a few minutes later, and started driving towards the highway. I was really tired since we basically pulled an all-nighter at the casino, but I had to drive home to return the car to my mom. I do not recommend driving tired. I told myself I'll be fine, I cranked up the radio to my favorite station, lit a cigarette, "'Opened the window for some fresh air, and so off I went. "'But again, please do not drive while tired. "'Within ten minutes or so, as I'm driving on the highway, the rain starts pouring again. "'It was so bad that I could barely see the wipers of my car. "'They were at the fastest setting, and it's like they weren't doing anything. "'But the rain was kind of hypnotizing.' The rhythm sort of started lulling me to sleep, but I didn't really notice. My blinks kept getting slower and slower. What happened next was in a span of about three to five seconds, not more. It's kind of hard to explain. I was awake one moment, sort of, and the next my consciousness wakes up to darkness. Kind of like when you wake up in the middle of the morning but you haven't opened your eyes yet, and you are slowly starting to be aware of your surroundings. How comfortable and warm you are in bed, etc. That's basically what happened. I was aware of being awake, but it was dark. I don't even notice my eyes are closed. I'm comfortable, but I seem to be in a sitting position. My hands are holding on to something, but I'm not sure what it is exactly. I'm just really comfortable, and I don't want it to change. I kept thinking, just five more minutes. I don't know for how long my eyes were actually closed, but suddenly I hear a really, really loud crash. Almost sounded like a clap, but unlike anything I have ever heard before. It sounded like metal on metal, but I wasn't sure. It got me to open my eyes, and the first thing I notice is that I'm in my car, and all I see from the windows is a wave of water heading towards my windshield really fast. When it hit the windshield of the car, it sounded like the glass should have broken from the impact. It was the loudest slap sound I have ever heard before or since. I'm in momentary shock as I take in my surroundings. I'm still in my car, driving perfectly straight in the leftmost lane. On my left is a concrete barrier just a couple of feet away, On my right, I was just overtaken by a huge 18-wheeler truck. That is what made the waves slap on my windshield. Heart-pounding, I rubbed my eyes and forced them open as far as they would go, determined to stay awake. I turned the music louder and opened the window to let the rain hit me in the face, along with some much-needed fresh air. The entire time, I was thinking, "'Holy hell, I could have died. I probably should have died.' Then, another thought hit me. What even was that first loud crash that I heard? The time elapsed between the first and second claps was about a full second. Me hearing the loud clap, opening my eyes to a wave that crashes to the window with another, but different sounding loud clap. But this wasn't the craziest part yet. Since the rain was very strong, I wasn't driving more than 50-60km to 60 kilometers an hour, as opposed to the usual 100km an hour. This means that the trip should have taken twice as long as it normally would. I figured I should be home by 9am at the latest. The rest of the drive was uneventful and I made it to my building, drove into the very large garage, and all the way in the back to my parents' parking spot. Then, I walked back around to the elevators by the entrance, and took the elevator to the 19th floor, walked down a long hallway to my apartment, went into my room, and crashed on the bed. Right before I passed out from fatigue and probably shock, I remembered to send my roommate a text message to let her know that I made it home safely. I was so tired that I didn't even check what time it was, I just crashed. I woke up to a bunch of messages from my roommate. I don't remember them verbatim, but they were something like, What? No way, you must be joking. Where are you? Hello? How did you get home so fast? There's no way you're already home. Are you okay? It takes me a while to figure out what she's talking about, while remembering my harrowing journey from the morning because it was then that I noticed the time of the text that I had sent her before I went to sleep. It was showing 7.20am. There is no way that is possible to travel around 90 kilometers in a span of 20 minutes in a rainstorm, where you can't even see the lanes on the road or even the hood of your car, also while desperately trying not to fall asleep and apparently failing at that. I don't know what to make of this. After reading a whole bunch of other stories in this subreddit, I'm pretty sure it may have either been a case of quantum immortality or a glitch in the matrix. However, ever since that day, I have been experiencing all kinds of paranormal phenomena through the years. I'm pretty sure that this was the catalyst events to them all. Well, I'll for one, but I'll tell you about it in another post if requested. Anyways... I'm sorry for the length of this story, I just wanted to write down as many details as I could remember to share with you all. This memory is now so clear, it's as if it happened yesterday, and I will never forget it. Hello, Raven. I've never experienced a glitch in the Matrix up until the point of this story, and I want to say that it's something I never want to experience again. Something about reality breaking right in front of you makes you feel... I don't know how to explain it, but I guess sick is the best way to put it. Maybe I'm just being dramatic, but something about it made me feel panicky and ill, and my event wasn't even that big of a deal to be honest. I've been listening to your podcast for a long time now, and I always thought it would be kind of neat to go through one of these, and yeah, now I regret ever thinking that. Anyways, I guess a bit of backstory is necessary to set a bit of foundation for who I am and the whole situation. My boyfriend and I both work full-time jobs. We work a pretty similar schedule. We don't live together yet, so the times that we get to see each other are after work and on the weekends, assuming that he has them off. We've decided that, in order to have a date night every week, we would meet up at a local restaurant after work every Thursday night. That way we could have our nights together and do anything else that we wanted to do after we ate dinner. A few weeks ago, it was a normal Thursday and we were meeting up to have dinner and I was pretty psyched because I wanted to tell him something about work. I had pulled in and he had texted me saying that he was going to be a bit later than normal because his boss wanted to do his annual review right then. So, it was going to be about 20 or 30 minutes. I told him that I would go in and wait for him, and he said he would try to be as quick as he could. I was there, sitting at the table by the door and waiting for him to get there, when I look up and see his car pull into the parking lot. I could pick his car out of a lineup, mostly because it is the prettiest shade of blue-slash-green, and he has a vanity plate that is literally his name. It's an uncommon male name that starts with an L. I know for a fact that I saw his car pull into the lot as I saw the color and the plate. I even saw him park and start to get out of the car. I then glanced back down at my phone, finished my text to whoever I was texting, and then I stood up to head towards the door to meet him there and give him a hug. I got to the door and looked out, and his car was gone. The spot where I saw him park was now occupied by a red Camry, and he was nowhere to be seen. I was confused, but I thought that maybe he had somehow run back to his car and parked in another spot or something. I don't know why he would do that, but stranger things have happened. I stepped out of the building and looked around, but he was not in the parking lot. I pulled my phone up and hit the button to call him to see why he had left. He answered, completely apologetic, and informed me that he had just gotten out of the review with his boss and that he was heading there right then. I reiterated what he said, kind of asking if he was just now leaving and he hadn't been in the parking lot yet. He sort of laughed and said, No, I'm about 15 minutes out just now getting to the parking lot at the office. This was confirmed because I actually heard his boss in the background saying, sorry I kept him later than intended, I hope you two have a good night, Rachel. We're pretty good friends with his boss, so this wasn't weird, but it did confirm that he was, in fact, still there at the office. I just kind of said okay and wrapped up the call. After we hung up, I was struck with the weirdest feeling. That sick feeling that I mentioned earlier. I was trying to figure out if I was losing it, if I was hallucinating, if I was just somehow seeing things that weren't there. But I knew inside that I saw my boyfriend pull into the parking lot, park, and then get out of his car. I have no idea why or how it all reset to the point that he hadn't even left yet, but it did. It is still, to this day the weirdest thing that I have ever experienced, and I don't really know how to get past it beyond just writing the story out for you and trying my best to accept that things aren't always stable in this life of ours. Hopefully, I never experience another one of these, but if I ever do, I will absolutely let you know. Thank you for reading, and I hope that your listeners enjoy my strange experience. This has been a hard one for me to write out for some reason. Every time I start to think about it, it just feels... daunting. I've had oddly persistent thoughts pop in a time or two trying to convince me that this didn't happen, but the reality of the situation so far outweighs any mental gaslighting or narrative rewrites that could possibly exist to sway me. Currently, at least. Not to mention the rest of the family who got to witness parts of this. So, we were on a trip in a cabin out in Pisgah National Forest, right next to a river in one of the most scenic spots we've been to, probably ever. The ground is covered in gold dust and glitter from crushed gemstones. There's a quartz crystal half the size of a car engine sitting on the porch. I mean, this place checked missing 411 boxes like whoa. And I was immediately aware of that, because those stories are horrifying. But this place wasn't, and the wooden cabin itself was a two-story quaint open-air loft that had half of the second story used as a sleeping area with a bed, which is where my daughter was. You could look out from that area in the living room where we had the Xbox, and then our room was directly underneath her area in a closed-off room. So, late Saturday slash early Sunday morning, my little girl woke up late in the night and told me that she was having a hard time sleeping. But we were both oddly awake too, hours past when we would normally fall asleep. We'd both been quietly reading or watching something, despite being oddly energized. So, it was nothing for me to get up and help her get cozy again. We decided that new places can be creepy with their shadows, so... Maybe a light would be a good idea, but with the way that our room was situated, and with how we had to keep a door open for the dogs, there was approximately one lamp in the cabin that would work as a nightlight, rather than an all-out spotlight on one of the three of us. So, after clicking on every damn light to find that out, I finally got to that one and clicked the switch, only to have it do nothing. I frowned and got on this big couch chair to look behind it. I knew that's where the solitary outlet on that side of the room was. I was checking to see if perhaps the lamp had just been unplugged in between guests or something to that effect. It had been, so that was good news. But the bad news is that I'd watched my husband pull out this monstrous chair earlier, and it was heavy as hell. I think I had a wry laugh under my breath and said, "'Of course,' and then started to reach down to try to plug it in blindly before freezing and having a paranoid cabin fire fear flash through my head, because I was already suspicious of their wiring, and I've long had an irrational fear of jamming a plug into the socket the wrong way and electrocuting myself, falling onto an electric fence out of a tree at the age of ten will lend itself to those. So, I was like, not today, Satan, and got down to try to wrench the chair out as quietly as I could, just so far enough that I could get behind it and see that A, the cord wasn't melted or damaged, and simply unplugged for that kind of reason, it wasn't, and B, check that each prong was going into the correct plug as I proceeded to plug it into the top one. Everything was good to go. Voila, the light comes on. It's perfect, and we all manage to fall asleep finally. Flash forward to the next afternoon when we were leaving the cabin and securing it, because we were leaving the dogs as well. For some reason, our dogs love those YouTube music compilations for pets, so I stopped and turned the Xbox on and set it up. It was still plugged into that bottom outlet, and then I did a sweep of the house before walking out the door only to have that fire fear flash through again, and I backed up right into the house like I was put in reverse, went directly to that lamp from last night, and turned it off. Then, after a pause, unplugged it entirely. My reasoning was that I didn't know why they had left it that way, and that after thinking about it, realized no other appliances were unplugged so perhaps they were worried about this one or something and forgotten to tell us. Didn't know, didn't have to think long on it, because I was taking care of the problem by unplugging it anyways. Did that, left the music playing, everyone was content. Flash forward to that night when my husband started feeling the effects of carrying luggage and driving and doing all the no-I-got-it-let-me-do-it-for-you's, in the absolute best of ways, it's just how he is, in his back, and unfortunately I suspected that we might need it, and had brought a portable back massager that he could wrap around himself, but he needed to sit somewhere other than the kitchen table for it. So I had him move over to the big chair from the other night, and told them that I would set him up there. He mentioned something about how we wouldn't be able to watch the Xbox if he sat there to do it, and I'm absent mindedly moving stuff around and setting up and respond, No, it's fine. I unplugged that lamp earlier, so that's why it's not on right now. To which he replied, What? I'm talking about the outlet. And I'm like, Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't have to unplug the Xbox because I can use the top plug where the lamp was. Wait, do you need that light on for some reason? At this point he says no, but he's staring at me, clearly confused and trying to sort something out. I'm practically horizontal now, just trying to pull this damn chair out and shaking my head at how he's not understanding me, but I'm letting it go because he's clearly in pain. This time, I only pulled it out a bit, because I had already done my check last night. It was daylight, And thus, I would be able to see it to plug it in much easier with much less space required. But this time, when I looked down, what I saw was what initially looked like a melted top outlet. So, I'm startled. I call him over to come help me pull it out further because it looks like that outlet had melted. My first thoughts were, Oh my god, thank god I unplugged that before we left. Followed by, wait... Was I wrong to even plug it back in? Did I do this, somehow? As he's helping me, he's like, yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. That's why I had to plug the Xbox into the bottom one and put the charger over there. But by this time, the couch is pulled out and we're both able to get down in front of it, only to find out that it's not only melted, it's not even really there at all. The entire top outlet. The exact one that I had plugged the lamp into the night prior and had unplugged it from that day was busted away, and had paper and tape shoved into the outlet, preventing anything from being plugged in. It did not look remotely new, and there's not a chance in hell that anyone was in the cabin while we were gone. The owners were gone, the doors were locked, and we were on locked, private land that had a gate at the end of a half-mile driveway through almost vertical wilderness. And, again, all that aside, I inspected it. I've run through everything I possibly can, and I have absolutely nothing. He says it was like that whenever we arrived, and that's why he used the bottom outlet yet completely sober and completely lucid, having all these boxes I was checking off, I personally inspected that thing prior to using it, and also saw it again when I unplugged it. So, that's my glitch. We ran through everything we could, but still have nothing. So much writing for such a small moment in time, but I had to get this out in case there's a detail somewhere that I'm missing. Side notes, I don't know how to rephrase this, but there is something palpable that happens when there's a glitch like this, and I haven't been able to put words to it. It's like the air is fragile and could snap at any moment for these teetering moments in time, and then the confusion, but surety sets in and there's this vibe that something is witnessing you witness this. This was the first glitch that the last part in particular felt incredibly strong to me. Something of note is that I am never this attentive to detail. Almost ever. I can be massively ADD, and attention to detail was definitely never written on my report cards in a good way. I was simply the cluster of my concern for my animals, the cabin, the fire fears in general. It all had me going through things uncharacteristically and methodically, almost bordering on OCD, if I'm being honest. When I was 16 years old living with my mom in a ruralish area of the US, my best friend and I had an experience that we both still remember vividly, and my wife wants me to share the story to see what people think we saw. My buddy and I used to cut through this farmer's field between my mom's neighborhood and our local mall, maybe a mile or so long. It rarely had crops over the years, maybe one year of corn in the few years cutting through it, if I remember right. The field was barren on this day, and we were headed to the mall to hang out. We didn't notice anything unusual on the way to the mall through the fields. We stayed at the mall for about an hour or two and went back through the fields to get back to my mom's. We didn't drink or eat anything in the mall that I remember, no drug usage or alcohol either. When we get to the tree line between the field and the mall, we saw a handful of people, all dressed somewhat similar in overalls of some sort, plaid shirts, collecting things off the ground. I figured they were harmless, and we knew the old guy's name who owned the field, so we probably wouldn't get yelled at if we name-dropped. As we made our way through the field and got closer, I remember feeling a lot of static energy. It looked like they were picking up smoking coals off the ground and throwing them in a bucket. It was weird, but we didn't say anything to these folks and just kind of skirted around them until we were nearing the tree line back to my mom's neighborhood. We heard a loud whooshing noise, sort of like an air compressor. We turned back, and there was a group of six identical white-suited men with... Daft Punk-esque helmets that seemed to be shooting, silently, like their weapons made no noise, at the folks that were picking those things up off the ground. Their sidearms looked like the guns used to spread weed killer or a paint sprayer, really long and thin. They didn't seem to notice us watching until my friend went into a panic and started freaking out. I grabbed him by his shirt and started dragging him toward the tree line, but... He was in some sort of shock. I looked back as we were running and they were all facing us, but not pursuing. My friend went home and we didn't talk to each other for about a week. Everyone we've told to date has said that we were mad, minus my wife and my father. I will say that after the initial whoosh, we never heard another noise, not even a cricket, for the whole encounter until we made it back across the tree line. I'm curious to know what Reddit thinks we saw. I'm new to the platform, but my wife said that this was a glitch, and that other people have strange encounters and that I should share them here. This happened around six years ago. My partner lived out in the countryside, not much around but farmland, bridleways, and walking trails. The nearest shop was a petrol station, which was about a 6-mile, or 15-minute drive. There were only two routes from his place to the shop, and we always took the same route. We would do this drive an average of four times a week. Even when not going to the shop, but driving out to the town, etc., This route was very familiar. It was pretty much one straight road cut through woodlands and forest. Your typical winding country lanes were for half the journey through the woodland, you would be on alert for deer randomly jumping out in front of you just to scuttle off into the woodlands on the other side. So, on this night, we're doing our usual drive to get snacks and chatting about everything and nothing. Halfway through the journey the woodland opened up to a sort of crossroads that I had never seen before. As we approached it, my boyfriend slowed right down, as a car was approaching toward us from the left and going down the road that we were just leaving. It passed us as we sat there, and then my boyfriend proceeded to the right slightly, where there was a mini level crossing. In the moments from approaching this clearing to crawling towards the level crossing, I'm looking around everywhere trying to work out where we are, and looking to my boyfriend to see his reaction. At some point, I quietly said, What's going on? What is this? He didn't answer me, but it's possible that he just didn't hear me or didn't say anything as I wasn't asking a direct question and was just thinking out loud. As we approached, My boyfriend stopped talking and focused, and I mean he really focused, and drove carefully and slowly. The opening of the level crossing had about 3.5 foot of heavy wooden slats, and then two rail lines, and then another set of wooden slats as you left the rail tracks. He had a very low sports car, and you felt every hard bump as we entered and left, The car purred over the slats and then thudded hard over the rails. He was visibly and verbally conscious and careful of every bump. As we exited, we came onto a ridiculously tight lane which was so narrow that the foliage was touching either side of the car. After perhaps 30 seconds, the lane naturally widened out, and my boyfriend continued talking. I still had no idea where we were, so I interrupted him with what I considered to be a rhetorical question. I said, hang on, we've never come this way before, have we? Confused, he said, "Uh, yeah, this is the only way we come. So, we're going back and forth, and he's asking how I don't recognize where we are, and our tone between each other is getting heated as we both become frustrated with the other. I eventually say how I've never seen that level crossing before. At this point, he vocally stumbled on himself and very loudly said, Level crossing? What level crossing? What are you on about? This conversation is taking place as we are still driving, and after a minute, I recognize where we are and everything was as it's always been. He goes into the shop, and I stay in the car, feeling frustrated and confused. While he was in the shop, I'm running over our conversation in my head, and I'm slightly uncomfortable that he didn't understand what I was asking, or how he didn't see the level crossing. He comes back, it's more relaxed, and I'm calmly insisting that we must have come a different way, even though that made no sense to me as the last leg of the route was the same, and there's no other way to get to that particular road. To prove a point, which was irrelevant, he drove back the only other route. This confirmed to me that he had no idea what I was even asking, and was clearly baffled by what I was suggesting. We got back to his place and eventually we let it go, and he laughed it off saying that I imagined it, or was thinking of a different place and had merged two memories together. So, over the following weeks, I scoured every single map that I could find. Normal road maps, ordnance survey maps, Google Satellite, and Google Street View. I even went on different train enthusiast websites where there's a list of every level crossing, and what type of crossing they are, etc. There was no trace of it we drove that route two days later and it was the same as it ever was i had never seen that level crossing before and i haven't seen it since the area is known for the bluebell railway so i even looked into old disused railway lines etc i searched out everything you can think of solidly over a two-week period and found nothing I let it go for a bit and would search a few times a week, and then a handful of times a month, etc. After about 4 months, I had solidly scoured a 30 mile radius of that entire route. I did this to try and find even an illogical or irrational answer. For instance that perhaps there was a diversion and we didn't notice it, but that's impossible as there's nothing like that even on the longest diversions. It simply did not exist. We'd been driving that route for around three years when this happened, and continue doing it for another two and a half years. I knew this area incredibly well through driving around and hiking, etc. I will never understand what happened that night. I would love to know if anyone has experienced anything similar, or any suggestions as to what may have happened. Okay, first off, I'm broke. I get paid tomorrow, but I had 70 in cash that I have been using over the week. I watch children from my church on Sundays during small groups, and they pay me $30 every week. And my great-grandmother sent me $40 in the mail on Monday. Okay, awesome. I put the $20 in the 10 for my church and the two twenties in my wallet and go to the store. That's $70. I went to shoe show and got a pair of shoes for $21 and some change. Then I headed over to Goodwill to get a sweater and a scarf for $7. This added up to $28 that I spent. Okay, cool. I have $41 and some change in my wallet, and yes, I checked. So, this morning I went to go get gas in my car. I chose the pay-inside option... Got $29.80 in gas, because I had $41 in my wallet, and I headed to the window to pay. I got my wallet out, and there's only 120 where there had previously been two. I looked in every single part of the wallet, every pouch, zipper, hole. There was nothing there. Not a huge deal at the moment. I paid for the rest using my card. Then I pulled off on the side of the road and checked everywhere in my car. There was no 20 to be found. I thought, okay, whatever. That really sucks because that 20 was my life until payday, but maybe I'll find it in a shopping bag somewhere. So I got back to my mom's school, decided to check my wallet one more time, and behold, it's sitting right in the cash holder in my wallet. I know for a fact that I checked there, it was sitting right next to my $1 bill. When I checked through my wallet, I took all the cash out. The measly one dollar that was still in there, all the change, and a receipt. And it was not in there. I'm kind of shook, but I'm glad that I got my money back. About two and a half years ago, when my baby was only a few months old... I had something weird happen to me. Me and my husband have a really good baby. He always slept through the night and also napped during the day. One day while the baby was napping, I was reading on my phone and my husband went out to get groceries. He went on foot to a market nearby, like a six or seven minute walk, and it was really quiet in the apartment. At some point I heard a click in footsteps coming down the hallway to the bedroom where I was with our baby. I looked at the door, expecting to see my husband, but it was like he stopped at the door. I waited, and then texted him asking if he had come home. He replied no, that he was still at the store, and had a few more things he had to get. That moment I freaked out, because I clearly heard footsteps and the door unlocking, and I panicked. No one else had keys to this apartment, We had just moved and relatives were living far away and would let us know if they visited. I told him about what I heard, and then I went outside to the bedroom to check the hallway. Nothing there. Went to check the front door. It was still locked. I relaxed a little and texted him back, saying everything was fine, and maybe I imagined it, whatever, and then got back into the bed next to my son. A minute after I got back into bed... I heard the front door click and footsteps down the hallway, and I froze and I panicked, and I was about to scream because it had happened again and it sounded exactly the same. Only this time, it really was my husband. He came through the bedroom door panting and gasping for air, asking me what's happened. Apparently, after I told him that I had heard someone in the house, he left everything and ran back home. He didn't even get to see the everything's fine text, because he rushed to see what was going on. We still don't know what happened that day, but it was freaky. So, my partner has become a victim of the duplication glitch... Let's start at this last Christmas that's just gone by. Myself and my partner are doing some last-minute gift buying for each other. I bought her a couple of beauty tools, like makeup brushes, hair ties, and a set of tweezers. The makeup brushes were pretty standard, as were the hair ties, but the tweezers are a sleek design. Plated gold flowers etched into the plating. Quite an expensive gift for something I knew that she could lose or misplace. So... For that matter, she always left them in the bathroom on the side of the sink so that she couldn't lose them. Fast forward to around 30 minutes ago, I am the only one in the house as she has already left for work. I go for my morning shower, nothing out of the ordinary, and whilst I'm in the shower, I hear a clinking noise like metal hitting a tile. I pop my head around the curtain, do a quick eye of the room, and nothing seems amiss, so... I return to enjoying my shower. When I get out of the shower, I always go straight to the sink because that's where the mirror is. I'm just checking myself out, brushing my hair into different styles. Don't judge, I bet you still do it too. And while I look down to grab my toothbrush, just next to my brush, are two tweezers. Exactly the same. The pair that I bought for her at Christmas, and this identical set... I know that she wouldn't buy another pair of these specific ones, it would usually be on the cheaper side. Like, am I going crazy? Or did I actually hear a clinking noise like something being dropped on tiles? Because I'm sure that I only bought one pair and not two. At the bank I worked at during college, if someone came through the drive through with their dog, the dog would get a bone. Big bones for big dogs, and little bones for little dogs. One day, when someone pulled up in the drive through I peeked and saw that they had a very excited little dog sticking their head out the window. I grabbed her check, went back to my desk, cashed her check, and stopped on my way back to the window to get a little bone. When I bent over, I accidentally knocked the bucket over. I told my coworker, Linda, that I didn't mean to do that, and we laughed. I quickly shoveled all the bones back into the bucket and put the bucket back on the shelf, taking exactly one with me. And I'm sure that I only took one. I opened up the compartment, put the lady's money and the bone in the compartment, and then slid it outside. I remember talking to the lady, asking her the breed of the dog and the name. She told me it was a Pomeranian named Ruby. I watched the lady feed Ruby the bone, and we laughed about it, because Ruby was so excited to eat it. I brought the compartment back in and went back to my desk. Linda helped the next customer, and when she slid out the compartment, the customer said, Why is there a dog bone in here? And Linda was like, oh, the customer before you must not have taken it for their dog. But I watched the dog eat the bone. There was no way that there was another bone in the compartment, because I only grabbed one and I saw the compartment before and after my transaction. If there were two bones, the lady would have grabbed both of them to give to Ruby. So the second bone just glitched into the matrix. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.